Hey, what's up? This is the Risk It for the Biscuit podcast, a show about people who make social change happen. Hi, everyone. We're your hosts, Yvette and Michael Levin. On today's podcast, we're sitting down with one of Oprah McMaster's newest working groups, the McMaster Welcome Group. Would you like to introduce yourselves? So, my name's Emily, and we are a part of the McMaster Welcome Group. I am in psychology and linguistics. Yep, and then first name's Adam, last name's Christopher. Um, I'm in fourth year honors life sciences, um, and also working alongside with Emily for the McMaster Welcome Group. So I'm sure by now everyone's familiar with the Syrian refugee crisis. How does the Welcome Group fit into all of this? So the, the Welcome Group is essentially, um, sort of as its name would imply, it's a group that's sort of formed to welcome uh, newcomers to the west end of Hamilton. Um, so basically the group formed because, there's, you know, as you know, there's like a big refugee crisis and things like that going on in the world. Um, and Canada's been sort of gracious enough to take on a lot of uh, newcomers. Um, and so the need in Hamilton uh, has been sort of pretty far-reaching. Uh, there's more sort of resources going towards the refugees that were settling sort of on the east end of Hamilton. Um, and so they kind of left a little bit of a vulnerable vulnerable population, sorry, on the west end of Hamilton. And so um, essentially what the Welcome Group is, it's a number of sort of professors, students, uh, and concerned members of the Westdale community. <laughs> and we've kind of just come together to sort of try to fill this niche and sort of help this group um, as they transition into Canadian society. So what does the Welcome Group do for these newcomers? So it was initially formed more so as, I think, a donation drive. So the first thing was they came here and they came in the middle of a snowstorm and they had no access to jackets or boots. So Coots Paradise School and Dr. Humphreys rallied together to get a lot of those donations. And we sort of came in when there was a, there's a over a year long wait list for English classes. So the families were obviously really eager to learn English because to integrate into their community, the language barrier is really hard. So we started up an English class at the Westdale Public Library. That's how mm-hmm. we really got involved, mm-hmm. and that's how we developed a lot of the relationships that we have now. It's really like we're kind of on ground zero. I mean, we actually spend a lot of time with them. I know Emily's made pretty good friends with some of the families, and we will go over for coffee and tea and things like that. Mm-hmm. So it's really, really, really been a cool experience. Um, and, and sort of, the, yeah, the group in and of itself has really just been a dynamic process. It's not really like a solid entity with sort of like one thing that we do. Like our mission statement is kind of just to help all of these individuals. And so we kind of have had to be really adaptable, um, recruiting new members here and there. We'll have sometimes we're really, really busy on a project and then, you know, we'll have some lull periods and things like that. It was really, it was a lot of fun. Everyone, we developed a lot of really close relationships and getting everyone down to the library. Mm-hmm and in the community once a week, mm-hmm. and to see the progressions in everyone's English abilities was really, really cool. Yeah, and also, I, I think it just kind of helped to foster a bit of a community feel um, amongst the newcomers and with us. I mean, we also had some people working for us, like students and things like that, so we kind of started to build these connections uh, mm-hmm. between the newcomers and, and people sort of in the Westdale community, um, and it was a good opportunity to sort of get the newcomers out of their apartments and just together doing something. Um, and I know that we've heard stories. We went to a, a community supports network meeting when the mayor was there. Um, and we were talking, you know, on the city was there talking about a number of different issues with the refugees um, or newcomers, as we like prefer to call them. Um, and 
one thing that stuck out was just that a lot of people are feeling kind of alienated. Uh, they're mm-hmm. sort of, you know, there's like, you know, seven individuals in a two-person apartment, and most of them are... Um, and it sort of just makes it difficult for them to sort of make friends and make connections and things like that. Especially, I, I mean, imagine you come to a new country, you don't speak the language, mm-hmm. you don't, you're unaware of any of your sort of rights and the services and what people even do to kind of get along, right? So it was nice to sort of be able to provide them with an environment and it was sort of even just like an activity where we could all kind of get together um, and everyone could sort of, you know, share ideas and talk and make friends and things like that. So. So are there any opportunities for people who want to get involved with the McMaster Welcome Group? The biggest opportunity that we're always looking for is ESL support staff at Coots Paradise Elementary School. Getting the kids, a lot of them have never been to school and also the language barrier, it's making, it's proving a little bit difficult for them in mm-hmm. school. So having someone who's willing to go into the classroom once a week or twice a week and just sort of help a child out with just explaining even the, their, their role in the classroom and sitting mm-hmm. with them and helping them with their English homework, it's mm-hmm. really important. And as well, I mean, if you look at it, sort of, you know, put yourself in the kid's shoes. They're right, they're here. All their classmates have probably been friends and been in the same class for a while. So they mm-hmm. are in the, like, most raw sense of the term, newcomers, right? Um, and for them, it's difficult to understand things like how to behave appropriately, you know? Um, if you think, like, you, we take things for granted, like going through kindergarten. You learn how to share in kindergarten. Um, you know, you don't really learn how to share in a refugee camp, right? So uh, for these kids to come, you know, into school, it's a completely new environment for them. And they have, some of them, yeah, they have a hard time getting along. Um, I know Emily was telling me the one time we walked by the elementary school and we saw this one little boy that we work, have been working with just sort of sitting by himself crying right, in, uh-huh. at recess time. And it's, you know, it's little things like that, right? Uh, and it's... Like, it's kind of sad to see, but the idea of our sort of classroom help is to be in the classroom with them and sort of have that extra helping set of hands, like, for the teacher, um, to help the kids just sort of get along, right? Do you guys have any plans for the future? Um, that's a really good question. I, I mean, so I, I'll be graduating this year, so um, I don't really know what my immediate future looks like, as I'm sure a lot of, you know, people who are graduating do. Um, but, I mean... I think the idea is that the group in and of itself is has to be dynamic, just in nature. So uh, as members like myself kind of come and go, like we're hoping to sort of be able to recruit new members, um, sort of, you know, set them up with like Dr. Humphreys and all the other people in the group who are already working on it. And we're hoping to sort of like keep the group working to its best abilities just kind of as long as we can. Yeah. Yeah. It's exciting too to see that a lot of the times or more recently, the need for our group has kind of diminished a little bit. And that's sort of a positive thing for us, just because it means that everyone is getting a little bit more acclimated and comfortable Mm -hmm. in their new lives here. So we'll see if there is a need or where the need goes. So why do you guys feel like this issue is important? Like, why did it speak to you? Well, I mean, I think the whole refugee crisis, it's like one of the biggest humanitarian um, issues we've had, you know, in the recent sort of past um, and well present uh, it's, it's just a, it was a glaring need that needed to be addressed and we kind of just felt like stepping up and addressing it was just the right thing to do I think even wanting to continue to is the friendships that we've made with a lot of the newcomers mm-hmm. I mean I would consider a lot of the women some of my best friends how would someone with no experience get involved teaching English uh, yeah. You just kind of splash around in, in the water <laughs> until you figure it out. I mean, that was like, I mean, for us, like, 
we started these English lessons, and this was at a time when the newcomers virtually knew no English, and I don't speak Arabic, Emily doesn't speak Arabic, uh, and we had a translator, uh, or we've always had, you know, someone in the group who's been tra helping us translate, but, um, the, you know, the thing you realize is, like, like a language barrier is, is a barrier to communication, but there's a lot of other ways to communicate, right? Mm -hmm. um, so it's kind of just about kind of taking the plunge, um, and you kind of yeah. just, like, figure it out as you go. So how did this all start? How did you come to get involved with the Welcome Group? Dr. Humphreys reached out to see if any linguistic students would be interested in teaching these lessons, and I signed up assuming that I would be a volunteer, but the classes sort of fell into my hands, and I had very limited experience, but we just sort of developed a bit of a curriculum and some childcare volunteers, and every week our curriculum changed based off the needs that we saw, but it developed, it ended up lasting eight months, and it was a really good class. So, we've heard that you guys had a fairly successful trip to Niagara Falls with the newcomers. Would you want to share a little bit about that? So we, uh, at the sort of the end of our English lessons, what, what month did we plan it in? Say in November? No, yeah, okay, so sometime in November, we actually planned sort of like a makeshift field trip, I guess you could say. Um, mm -hmm. So... We, you know, used some of our translators and some of our friends in the group to reach out to a number of these families, uh, even a lot of families who, who sort of had stopped showing up to the lessons or couldn't come for whatever reason. Um, and we took two school buses full of these newcomers uh, to Niagara Falls just to kind of give them a little bit, a taste of sort of what Canada really is. Because, I mean, for them, they came to Canada and, yeah, they had some helping hands and things like that. But we thought it would be nice to sort of show them a bit of the country, right? Mm -hmm. um, so we figured, why not? Niagara Falls seems like a good place. So uh, after a, sort of a lot of planning, uh, we managed to kind of, you know, get a good discount on some buses, and we raised enough money to be able to take them to Niagara Falls. Um, and on possibly the coldest, rainiest, <laughs> windiest, most terrible weather day, we all <laughs> squeezed onto these buses, possibly too many people to a seat, but you didn't hear that from me. Um, and we went down to Niagara Falls, um, and it was amazing. It was like the yeah. smiles on everyone's face, and they're all taking selfies by the what? falls. And <laughs> it was it was really great. It was it was something. I mean, we we really kind of just threw it together. I mean, I've never planned anything of that magnitude or, or sort. And you know, it's Emily and I and Newer, our translator, just trying to sort of rally. I, how many people do you think we had? Two buses. One hundred and seven. <laughs> 107, wow. very precise, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, uh, honestly, that was really, really nice um, to see everyone get together. We saw the sort of the camaraderie between uh, the newcomers themselves, you know. Um, and I remember, I think, Emily, you were saying that um, after the trip, sort of one of the girls came up to you and said, oh, Emily, Emily, I'm so excited. Like, my mom made a play date for me with, you know, this other girl. So yeah. it was just kind of a testament to the fact that that actual trip, like, even if it was just that one case, it did ha kind of have the goal of sort of bringing people together and having that community feeling. And, you know, it set off some new friendships and stuff like that. And uh, that was good. definitely a bright spot for the year, for sure. Thanks, guys, for being on the podcast. And, yeah. Thanks for having us. Appreciate it. It was, awesome. it was fun. Thanks for listening to the Risk It for the Biscuit podcast. Be sure to follow OPEC McMaster on social media and don't be afraid to get involved. If you know someone who is making positive social change happen, be sure to get in touch. And remember, when it comes to social change, you got to risk it to get the biscuit.